How do you voice your needs with confidence and say how you honestly feel if you grew up in a home where it wasn't safe to speak up? In today's episode, I share some tips on how to do this even when speaking up feels awkward, scary, or doesn't go as planned. Hi, I'm Gloria Zhang, and after 10 years of struggling in toxic relationships, I attracted the love of my life by healing my inner child. This podcast is your weekly dose of my expertise as a therapist and dating relationship coach for high achievers. Learn tips to overcome low self-worth, emotional baggage, and childhood trauma so that you too can step into your power and attract the love you desire. Welcome to the Inner Child Podcast. Welcome back to the Inner Child Podcast. My name is Gloria Zhang. I am a psychotherapist, inner child coach, and I share tips on how to heal from childhood wounds, people-pleasing, and low self-worth. Today's topic was suggested by a few different listeners who submitted a poll on my Instagram. If you want to join the conversation, follow me at Zhang. Now, voicing your needs and actually saying how you feel is a very tricky thing if you grew up learning that it wasn't okay to do so, or if you were in a scary, abusive environment, or if you felt like your feelings were always dismissed and then it just seemed like there was no point of saying how you really feel. And I thought I would start with a personal story. Because although I do have a podcast now, I love speaking, I love working with clients. It was not the case at all in my early childhood. In fact, in elementary school, I actually had selective mutism. And in grade one, I spoke so little that they actually thought I couldn't speak English. So they pulled me into an ESL class and I was there for a few days when they realized I could speak English. There was also a time I went grocery shopping with my parents and I like put my finger near the cash register. So it actually got caught in the cabinet thing and I couldn't move. And I was in so much pain with my finger being there that I just completely froze. I got this freeze response and I just kind of stood there while my parents were trying to ask me to leave. Like, we're finished here. Why aren't you coming? And I couldn't speak at all. Right? I was completely frozen and paralyzed. And that was from my own childhood stuff growing up and feeling like there was no place for me, feeling like I wasn't allowed to cry. I was punished for complaining about things. And so I never spoke up for a really, really long time. So believe me, I know what it feels like to feel like you just can't speak. So what I hear oftentimes from most of my clients is, When they're on their own and they think about confronting someone, they sort of plan the scenario in their head with all of the things that they're finally going to say to this person. They're finally going to confront their boss. They're finally going to say this to their girlfriend or boyfriend. And then once the moment comes and you're there in person and you're faced with the situation, it's like your mind just completely goes blank and you don't remember what to say, and then your voice closes up and your chest just tightens up and nothing comes out, or it comes out in a way that you didn't intend to, right? Like your voice gets really quiet, and then you start to feel ashamed, right? Then you start to feel really bad about yourself, and it just feeds into this negative cycle loop of shaming yourself and not being able to say what you want, and it can really bring you down a rabbit hole. 
especially if you're faced with those same people that you were trying to confront over and over again. Let's say you're in a class with people, or you keep going back to the same workplace. It just feels like every consecutive time you try to bring this up, it just feels worse and worse, and you start to lose confidence that you can actually do this. So, if this sounds like you, you're gonna want to pay attention to this episode. And just a very short plug that I'm opening the doors to my first round of the Inner Child program very soon. So click on the show notes in the waitlist, or go to my website to check that out. But I'm not going to talk too long about that today. I'm going to dive right into today's content. Now, if you've been listening to the episodes for a while, you know that the number one first principle of inner child work is to speak kindly to yourself. I'm going to keep repeating this till the cows come home. If there's only one thing you could do in the entire world to start working on this inner child stuff, is to commit, commit, commit to speaking more kindly to yourself. You have to start speaking more kindly to yourself to start building that muscle and changing your inner dialogue, because that's what usually gets us locked into these negative cycle loops. And I'm going to teach this today by sharing two different examples, and then you letting me know which one you think sounds better in your head. So imagine that you got hired to be a mentor for a seven-year-old kid. And your job is to encourage the kids to be a supportive person for them and to really coach them through difficult life choices. Now imagine that seven-year-old kid has to confront a bully in their school, and that the first time they go up to the bully, it does not go the way that they planned. They get really embarrassed. They come back to you. So in situation A, you as the coach, you say to the kid. What's wrong with you? Why are you being so dumb? You're so embarrassing. Like you said everything wrong. You're never going to be able to do this, right? You're never going to be able to stand up to your bully. Why even bother trying, right? What's the point of embarrassing yourself over and over? And in the second situation, you go to that seven-year-old kid and you say, "Hey, honey, it's okay. You tried your best. It's always hard to confront someone. It's never easy, no matter how long you've been doing this." You can try again tomorrow. Let's go over the words that you want to say, and if it doesn't go well tomorrow, we can always try again the next day. What's important is that you were able to get your words out, and that you were able to approach your bully. And it doesn't mean that you failed. It just means that you learned something about yourself, and that we can give this another go tomorrow. So obviously, hearing it out like this makes it very obvious. But which situation do you think would actually empower that child? Which situation would actually make the child feel more confident that yes, they can do this, and that messing up one time doesn't actually reflect anything about you as a person? Right. So you know where I'm going with this. And although it sounds very cliche, it's cliche because it's true, and that's because we talk to ourselves this way all the time. I probably spent the first twenty-something years of my life talking to myself like this, just being so hard on myself and totally beating myself up over issues that I had. And if you're talking to yourself like this all the time, let alone coaching someone else, how do you think that's going to make you feel? Right? How do you think that's going to make your inner child feel if you're just tearing yourself down? Because obviously you wouldn't talk to anyone else this way, right? Especially if you're listening to this podcast and you're working through this stuff with me, I know that you wouldn't talk to someone else this way. So why are you doing this to yourself? 
right? And of course, the answer is because this is how you were spoken to, or this is how you were made to feel growing up, or if not growing up through some life circumstance that happened along the way. And so you've internalized this voice, and now you've taken that and you started talking to yourself this way. Now, if you can learn to talk to yourself so negatively and critically in the past, it also means that, yes, you can unlearn this voice and start talking to yourself in a way that's way more helpful to you. Just like the second example in the story I just shared. And so you're probably thinking, yes, Gloria, I know this stuff logically, but whenever I try to stand up for myself, it just comes out weird. Like it comes out bad and comes out really awkward and cringy. My voice sounds really quiet and I just can't seem to get over it. And so usually this is the thing that we have to work on. And that's being kind to yourself and knowing that it's not going to go smoothly the first time. It's probably not even going to go smoothly the first few times and that that is a necessary step to start getting there. So the way that I got over my fear of speaking up, I actually forced myself to start working in customer service jobs and marketing jobs. So I actually worked for a newspaper and I was like selling newspaper subscriptions for a while. And it was so bad at first. Like, I think I got fired the first time, like I was so scared talking to someone on the street, but I actually like forced myself to get into character and to learn how to talk to people, right? But the first like few months was very, very uncomfortable. And I realized that when you think about the idea of voicing your needs and speaking up, it really is a skill, right? It's like learning to ride a bike for the first time. It's like learning to do a new job or take a class for the first time. It takes repetition to build the muscle of learning how to do this, right? So it's not supposed to go well the first time. And that to take the pressure off of yourself and to not make meaning out of it, Right. So a lot of the times what we actually do is we think that if it doesn't go well the first time, that it reflects something so deeply about us. Right. Like if I can't do it this first time, it means that I'm a failure or it means that I'm not able to do this. And of course, I'm here to tell you that that's not the case at all. So it's going to sound awkward and cringy at first and that you can expect it to. But one of my favorite quotes of all time, and I tried to fact check this, and I'm not really sure if it was spoken by Maggie Kun or if it was RBG. I can't seem to find a clear source on this. So if you know, please let me know. But the quote is this, speak your mind, even if your voice shakes, speak your mind, even if your voice shakes. And that is so powerful, right? Now, when I first heard this quote, what it told me was that speaking your mind, it's not about how it comes out. It's not even about how the other person reacts, because, of course, we have no control over what other people do or how they're going to take things or interpret things. It's about doing this for yourself, to speak your mind, to say your truth and to voice what you're feeling And to do this for you so that you don't have to carry this in you anymore, right? 
So I talk about this in episode nine, how to deal with big feelings, but that it's when we hold on to feelings, it actually doesn't go away. Those feelings continue to stay in our system, and they manifest in other ways. They can manifest as sickness. They can manifest as headaches. They can manifest as other emotions coming out. And so when we're holding on to and suppressing our feelings and thoughts, we're really doing a disservice to ourselves because it's not going anywhere. Right. And when you speak your mind and you say what you mean and you say what you really feel, you're doing this for yourself. You're doing this for your inner child, right? So that you don't have to feel this way and suppress these feelings anymore. And regardless of how the other person reacts, you're still putting it out there, right? And you're telling them how you deserve to be treated and showing them what you're okay with and what you're not. And again, the first few times, you know, it's not going to come out exactly the way that you had hoped in your mind, but that's okay, right? And so when we speak to and coach our inner child, sort of like in the example I shared before, you know, how would you say this to your seven-year-old inner child when they come back to you the first time? That we want to say things like, hey, you know what? You did it and that's all that matters, Right? It doesn't matter that it didn't come out perfect because it's not supposed to be perfect anyways. And you said it anyways, even if your voice shakes, even if your tongue got tied and all the words got messed up, and even if the person still didn't listen to you, that that wasn't the point of this. Right, The goal wasn't to change how the other person feels about you, but the goal was so that you got to get it out of your system. And if that's what you did, then that's enough, right? That is enough. And you met your goal already. And that that's a skill. You did it that one time. And the next time it's going to get a little bit easier. And the next time after that, it's going to get a little bit more easier after that. And of course, as a disclaimer, the caveat is always safety here. And so absolutely, absolutely, if you are in an unsafe or abusive situation, then you want to be careful of what you want to say and always consult a professional first. And that goes for anything that you hear on this podcast, right? Your safety is number one and your safety should never be compromised. And I do have a couple of more call to action specific tips at the end of today's episode that I'm going to share to help you prepare a little bit more if you're in a situation where you need to voice your needs or confront someone or finally open up to someone about something. Now, if you do end up doing this or if you plan to do this, for example, with parents, with family, in a work situation or with a friend, please let me know. You can write to me, you know, go on my website or tag me in a post or message me on Instagram. I really want to hear from you and see how things went. And of course, we go much, much more deeply into this in my inner child program coming out this summer. So hit me up for that. Now, call to action. Number one is that when we're approaching the topic of voicing your needs, that you really want to think of this as a skill. And with all skills, they say that repetition is the mother of mastery. I quoted that from Tony Robbins. Learning how to become assertive and become confident in saying your truth, it is a skill that will take time to build up. And that the expectation is that it's not going to go well at first. It's going to be awkward and cringy and that that is absolutely okay, 
right? Over time, it will get better. But the goal is not perfection here, right? The goal is not even to change someone else's opinion or change what they're doing. The goal is for you to speak your mind so that you don't have to carry the stress and anxiety of holding on to these feelings anymore. So speaking up for yourself and voicing your needs is really to be thought of as a gift to yourself. And of course, if you like that quote by either Maggie Khan or RBG, whoever said it, it's to speak your mind even if your voice shakes. And of course, the caveat is always your personal safety. Number two is practicing your self-talk right. So speaking to yourself in these situations as if you are talking to your inner child for real. Right? If you are coaching a child through learning to speak up to a bully, how would you coach that child? Right? How would you talk to a little kid who really just needs your support and encouragement and that nobody does well with criticism, not even yourself? So catch yourself when you're talking down on yourself or criticizing yourself for not getting it totally right the first time and being encouraging to yourself instead. Right? So saying things like, you did a great job, um, it's okay that it didn't go perfectly as planned, and that's okay, and that you can try again next time. So again, the first principle of inner child healing is speak kindly to yourself, always. Right? Catch yourself doing it, and practice intentionally speaking kindly to yourself, even if it feels weird at first. And my tip number three is that if you want a bit of extra prep, that you can actually practice writing what you want to say ahead of time or typing it out or having it on a piece of paper that you can refer to just before you're going to do your spiel. I would recommend in point form better because when you're actually in the moment of things, it's never really going to come out exactly the way that you had hoped, right? <laughs> Oftentimes it isn't. So if it's just in point forms, you want to make sure that the main points are the points that you want to hit when you finally bring this up to somebody and to practice the kind of language that you use. So oftentimes in the moment of things, we tend to downplay ourselves or we use things like, I just feel this or maybe it would be okay if you did this or I kind of sort of feel this way. And the first few times you might use these words and that's okay, but it's just to practice getting into the habit of actually being very clear on how you feel. And over time, you may lessen your use of these softener words and just kind of go straight in and say how you really feel. So I hope that was a helpful episode for today. And I hope it gave you a little bit more encouragement on how to actually voice your needs and speak your truth, knowing that it's not going to go perfectly and that it's not supposed to go perfectly and that we work through the process as it will on its own time. There's not a single speaker in the world who was born confident or who was born proficient in what they say, right? It takes time and no matter where you are in life, it's never too late to start practicing. Now that I'm thinking through this, there was one more thing that I just thought of as well. And that's when I first started learning to speak up for myself, there were a few people around me who would point it out in a not so nice way, right? Or they'd say to me, well, Gloria, like you're talking differently now, 
right? Or there were some people who didn't like that I was starting to speak out about things. And I could tell that they were getting uncomfortable or defensive by me finally being honest with how I feel. And my thoughts on this are, why would I want to be exactly the same as I was 10, 15 years ago? right? Why is it a bad thing that I've changed? And it's not that I've changed, you know, I've evolved as a person. And not just that I've become more of myself than I was 10 years ago, or I would just never say how I really felt and suppress these things, right? You know, why shouldn't I be different 10 years later? And there's no reason why you have to be exactly the same either. So it's not that you're so different and you've changed, but you have evolved, right? If you were a Pokemon, you have evolved into the next stage. And that's a good thing. And if people are not okay with that, well, that says a lot more about them than it does you, right? It reflects them and it doesn't reflect you. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you want any more resources or if you want my free guide, just click on the links in the show notes and you can get free access to that as well, as well as the waitlist for my program. And the first round is opening up soon. So I will be in touch if you sign up there. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. I actually have a couple of guest speakers coming up soon which I'm super excited about. So that's something to look forward to in the next month. So that's it for today. Mwah! I will see you in the next episode. If you love this episode, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. It really helps me a lot. So thank you. To join the community and get your daily dose of inner child tips, follow me on Instagram and social media at ByGloriaZang or visit ByGloriaZang.com. If you're a high achiever or an entrepreneur who wants to work with me, message me the words high achiever and I'll get in touch. Thanks, bestie. See you in the next one. Thanks for tuning in, bestie. I've got something for you. If you think this show deserves a five-star review, we'll send you my free Inner Child Starter Kit as a thank you for your support, which contains exclusive wallpapers and resources for you to download. To get your kit, just upload a screenshot of your review on Apple or Spotify to my webpage, bygloriazang.com slash reviews. The link is also in the show notes. There you can also check out my healing sessions and programs at bygloriazang.com. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and I will meet you in the next episode. Mwah!